This is Burning Brightly, a podcast for Christian moms who are feeling called to build a business and share their light with the world. I'm Bonnie Wiscombe, a life coach, mom, and entrepreneur, and I'm honored to be your guide as you face this business building adventure full of highs, lows, and everything in between. This is where we help each other find the courage to shine. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Burning Brightly. Today, we're going to talk about having an overflowing cup. Now, you've probably heard this analogy before. If you've been a mom for more than five seconds, you understand what it feels like to have a cup that is half empty or one with barely any dregs left in it at all. You know what that looks like, right? What that feels like. You know what it's like to feel overwhelmed, like you're running on empty and like there's nothing left to give. Here's the thing. We're actually biologically hardwired to sacrifice ourselves for the next generation. It's true. It requires a lot of stamina, a lot of energy, a lot of mental, physical, and emotional strength to raise children. And our bodies and minds actually want us to put a lot of effort into the next generation. Why? Because human beings come to earth very helpless so helpless. They can't do anything for themselves, which means that we have to dedicate a ton of resources of our own giving to keep these little babies and children alive. So that's normal. That's totally as it should be. But we still have to take care of ourselves. Why? Well, number one, because we cannot take care of our children if we are not functioning at full capacity or even at 80% capacity. As we've all known with newborn babies, you're barely hanging in there and your baby needs so much from you. You have to make yourself a priority. And if you're a mompreneur, a mom building a business, then this is even more important because anytime you add something onto your list of to-dos into your life, adding obligations means that your life is going to demand more of you, more on your time, more on your energy, more on your other resources, your brain, your emotions. You have to keep yourself fully charged. So on that note, I want to share a really cool analogy that was shared with me by Leah Davidson. She's an amazing coach. We just interviewed her for Outnumber the Podcast. That episode is coming up soon, so be sure to keep an eye out for that one because the episode was amazing, incredible. I could have talked to her for hours and hours, but she specializes in nervous system resilience. And the analogy she uses instead of an overflowing cup is a fully charged phone. So imagine how you show up in your life when your phone is at 20% versus what it's like when it's at 80%. This is silly, but we all rely on our phone so much that when it's 20%, you're basically just scrambling. You're on low power mode. You're scrambling around trying to find a charger and you can't do much. You can't scroll Instagram for long. You can't call your best friend. You can't take pictures and videos of your family because your phone is going to die. So how are we showing up in our lives when our own battery is vastly depleted? Let's just go to that place. Okay, you're running on low battery mode to continue with the analogy. What do you eliminate? Well, really anything unnecessary for survival. You stop exercising, you stop reading for fun, you stop hanging out with friends, you stop doing anything that is not just purely survival based. No creative pursuits, no goal setting, no pushing ourselves to do anything. We're just trying to survive. We do not want to live in survival, you guys. That is a miserable place to live. And I'm sure many of us have been there many times as parents of small children. It is nearly impossible to be a great mom when you are in survival and completely impossible to build a business when you are living there. So we have to get ourselves out of there. 
Now, I want you to do a little exercise with me. Now, if you're listening in the car, don't do this, but when you get home or as soon as you get to a piece of paper and a pencil, I want you to do this little exercise with me. I would like you to make a list of every area in your life that you want to be healthy. So I just did this exercise as a part of a business training and it was really eye-opening. I recommend this should be at least four or five areas, but no more than 10. So we're talking things like your physical health, your spirituality, your relationships, maybe your business or your own personal self-development or pursuits, your family, friends, anything that is important to you. So once you have your list of priorities or whatever you would like to be a priority, whether it is currently or not, I want you to rate each one. The current health of each of these areas, rate it on a scale from one to 10, one being pathetic, 10 being excellent. You're just nailing that area, okay? And tell me if it opens your eyes just a little bit. Do you notice any trends? Do you notice anything alarming? Is there anything you're really proud of? Because that is valid too. So when I did this exercise myself, I noticed a trend and that was that any area that didn't feel productive got neglected. Things like friendship, spending time with extended family. I do make a priority to spend time with my immediate family, but extended family, less so. Relaxation or play, all of those things were severely neglected. Why? Because in my mind, they don't feel productive. Things that were rated quite well were my physical health. That's been a goal for me for a while. My business has also been a goal. So that to me was so eye-opening and fascinating because it told me that my brain consistently values things that feel like I'm accomplishing things. It does not value things that really are important to me, like relationships and, and having a good time. I just don't make them a number one priority unless I'm really paying attention. So take a look at that. If you get a chance whenever you're out of the car or stop running errands, whatever you're doing, do this little exercise, rate them, and tell me if you have any insights because this is really, really powerful in allowing us to understand where we are neglecting our own self-care. This is also a fantastic exercise to do anytime you're feeling a little bit out of balance. Sometimes we can tell, right? Quite often we can tell. Something's not quite right. Things feel a little weird. I'm feeling a little stressed. I'm feeling a little out of balance. Do this exercise and figure out what is missing. It might not always be the same things, but because of our personalities, we tend to lean one way or the other. What I've noticed when talking to moms who want to build businesses is that many of them fear this amazing future of being a successful business owner because they think it will change them and change their priorities. They think all of a sudden they will be spending all their time building a business and no time at all with their family. I find this to not be true for the most part, but it is important to realize when our tendencies are to be workaholics or our tendencies are to play too much instead of spending time with our loved ones. So we've gotten to a place where we realize we're neglecting some areas. We realize that our cup is running a little bit low, battery's running a little low. What do we do? Sometimes looking at that list of all the areas where we'd like to accomplish things and, and bring balance and health into our life, it can seem very overwhelming. But we have to start somewhere. And I highly recommend starting with whatever gets you back into feeling peace. Peace is something that the world does not value nearly enough. I think inner peace, that that feeling that everything is as it should be. Now, it doesn't mean life has to be perfect. It doesn't mean your kids are obeying and it doesn't mean your house is always clean. It just means that you are at peace with the life that you are living. Now, when I think about the things that bring me peace, there are some that are kind of energizing, right? Like going for a run is very peaceful to me, even though it brings up my heart rate and gets me moving. There are things that kind of slow my heart rate and slow me down a little bit that also bring me peace, like lying in a hammock and reading a book. Fantastic way to get some inner peace, right? And those are the ones that I generally want to look for because I do tend to be a little bit 
high strung, a little bit over energized. And maybe you're the opposite. Maybe it's hard for you to energize yourself. It's hard for you to meet your goals when you're feeling like you're in survival mode. Maybe you do need to energize yourself a little bit more. So make a short list of all the things that you could do with just a few minutes on your hands to bring you some of that inner peace. It might look like something physically relaxing, like I said, a hammock or a rocking chair, maybe going on a leisurely walk or a really slow bike ride. For me, it often also looks like no or very little stimulus. So I'm always on the go and very often listening to something educational or exciting or uplifting or connecting with friends on Marco Polo. If I want to find inner peace, I let go of all that stimulus. If anything, I might listen to like some really soothing music or something like that, but something that's going to bring my brain peace and not get it spinning on something else. Now, these are the things that bring me peace. Yours might be vastly different, but we do need to understand how to reset our nervous systems intentionally and understand how we get the bandwidth necessary to create this amazing business that we want to because we cannot do it with an empty cup. So let's talk about that analogy again for a second. I love visualizations, as you guys already know. Very easy for me to understand things when I can see them in my mind's eye. We're not actually filling our cup and then letting it be drained over and over and over. When that happens to us, we can feel it and it doesn't feel very good. Instead, we want to keep our cup full and allow whatever overflows to flow into all the other areas of our lives. So what that means is our first priority is filling our own cup. It's our own self-care so that we then have enough to serve in our business, in our church, in our families, in our communities. Does that make sense? It does us absolutely no good to be running on near empty and it does no one outside of us any good either. Sometimes, very often, we moms think that if we run ourselves ragged, it's some sort of badge of honor. It is how we show the world and God just how dedicated we are to our families and our communities. That is not the case. Instead, what we're doing in that scenario is giving everyone just the dregs of what's left over in our cup. If you guys ever had a cup of hot chocolate at the bottom is just like a clump of chocolate that didn't get mixed in, it's kind of gross. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I think the same thing happens with coffee. Nobody wants to drink that part. (laughs) That's not what we want to offer our loved ones and the world. We want to offer them the best of us because we've already invested the best in ourselves. Now, obviously, this is a very intentional practice and we don't fall into inner peace. We have to purposely find it. It took me many years to finally figure out that I am a true introvert who needs to recharge through quiet and alone time. And I live in a household with 12 people. Okay, 11, 12, including me. And they're never gone because I homeschool them. They're always here. So this means that in order for me to get that time to recharge, it's very intentional. I regularly lock myself in rooms so that I can reset myself and have the bandwidth necessary to care for my children and build my business. It is a full-time job trying to figure out how to show up as an amazing and patient mom, how to be a creative businesswoman and a loving wife without losing my mind. So if you're feeling that way, this is totally normal. But this is one of the wonderful things about life, to learn how to grow and to learn how to put ourselves first. Ensuring that you are healthy and happy has to be your number one priority. Catering to your family and your loved ones and your acquaintances' whims is not your first priority. It can't be. You have to charge the phone first. All right, so let's talk for just a second about what this looks like on a daily or a weekly basis. Now, I'm going to tell you a hard truth. This might not be fun to hear if you are a box checker like me, but you are not going to get all these priorities to fit into your life on a daily basis. It's impossible. There are too many things we want to do with our life. I personally don't even get to them all on a weekly basis, and that is okay. That is perfectly normal. 
This is a very personal thing. Nobody else can tell you what your daily, weekly, and monthly priorities are going to be. But I have found that all of my priorities have to fit in at least monthly. That's what I try to do. So here's an example of how that works for me. Daily priorities look like trying to eat healthy, getting good sleep, doing some work on my business, reading scriptures and praying, and some sort of relaxation. I try to read a book for fun a few minutes every day and some sort of family time. I mean, that's a tall order in just 24 hours, especially when I'm spending eight of those sleeping. But those are my goals on a daily basis. On a weekly basis, I incorporate exercise. So usually three or four times a week, but definitely not a daily thing. So I don't beat myself up when that's not a daily thing. Seeing friends, usually just in passing at church or or carpool drop off. I try to incorporate a little more relaxation on Saturdays and Sundays. I work on my home, maybe some home projects or organization, cleaning, and some worship service on Sunday. We go to church. And then on a monthly basis, I incorporate a little bit more in-depth friend time. Maybe I'll have a double date night with my husband and some of our friends. Maybe I'll go to lunch with a friend. Maybe I'll do some deeper home or work projects, like something that requires a little bit more time and effort. Maybe I'll take some time away with my husband or a little getaway with my friends. I don't do that every month, but I do try to do something a little bit more in depth every month. And I personally do dive in a little bit deeper on my spiritual worship. We go to our temple about once a month or so. So ask yourself what areas you have to have fulfillment in every single day. And those are by and large going to be the things that keep you running on full. Okay, And then weekly and monthly, you can incorporate more of those service opportunities where you're getting outside of your own personal bubble and you're caring for those around you in the world, in your community, in your church congregation. So friends, let me just remind you that our habits create our destiny. I know that sounds that sounds kind of mysterious and woo-woo, but it's true. Who you are today is directly related to the habits that you've developed yesterday and the day before and the month before and the year before. Who we want to be next week, next month, next year depends on our habits today. And if you don't want to be a crazy psycho running around with her head cut off, totally overwhelmed and stressed out, care for yourself first today. Whatever we neglect will end up dying. It's true. And we don't want that to be our mental health. That has to be number one. If we run ourselves too ragged, we will burn out and then we are not useful to anyone. So keep your daily things to the very most essential things and then find time to work in the others through the weeks and months that come. This is me giving you permission to create whatever life you want. But remember, you have to do so intentionally and remember that your life, the amazing life that you've created cannot exist without you. So you really have to put yourself first. All right. Now you have permission, go out there, take care of yourselves and enjoy this amazing life that God has given you. Have a great week. We'll talk next time. Are you ready to get started on your dream business? Join Finding Your Side Hustle, my digital course that will guide you through discovering what it is you love and how to turn it into a family-friendly business. Are you ready for one-on-one support as a mom or entrepreneur? Schedule a free coaching call with me to work on the goals you have for your life, including business success, weight loss, or better relationships. I can't wait to help you make progress on your dreams.